Andrea, how are you? Gregory, I'm great. <laughs> we have an exciting show today. Uh, this is uh, Blake Jenner, Mike Jenner, and Robert Ulrich talking about Billy Boy. Um, this for... has been months in the making. Absolutely. If uh, you're a listener of Debatable and you know about our coverage of Fantastic Fest, we did uh, one for a movie called Juvenile. Juvenile has been renamed Billy Boy, and we're finally having kind of a, a longer form uh, interview with, with Blake and and uh, Mike and uh, Robert, who are uh, uh, the producers uh, and casting director behind the movie, and Blake wrote it and starred in it. it right so this is kind of a big deal and uh yeah we had a really good talk we did yeah hmm. talk a lot about the ins and outs of this movie this movie is um if again if you have heard us talk about it before it's it's a it's a really brutal bleak movie um but it has some of the best performances some of the best editing and directing that we saw of a movie at yeah. fantastic fest and it was kind of a sleeper there too absolutely not a lot of people were talking about it right and then after the second showing people I mean after the first showing people were kind of like oh you should get to this one you gotta see this one and I feel like the second screenings were you know yeah there was a little more buzz about it but it is it's a movie that uh, breaks it uh, was it stabs it pushes it in uh, how's it go and breaks it off. It's very. <laughs> it's it's a it's a, it's a, it's a coming of age, but it's not really coming of age the way you're thinking mm-hmm. of it. Um, it's it's a as Blake said, it's a story of potential and potential loss. Definitely. Kind of. Oh, and if you don't know who Blake Jenner is, let's give you a point of reference. Uh, Richard Linklater's fantastic. Everybody wants some. And the even more awesome, fantastic Edge of Seventeen. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's fantastic in that, and he was also you know, on the television show Glee. Mm-hmm. I didn't get a chance to on the actual interview to tell him that I just respect his choices in, in roles. Right. He's only he been in a few movies. Choices. He's been yeah. in, I think six films. Yeah. Um, but he's been kind of, for me, the highlight in most of the movies he's, Definitely. he's been in. Definitely. He's a good looking guy. And I thought, he's okay, a good looking guy. He's, a, he's okay. He's, he's, a, he's a very <laughs> he's fine a, man, handsome. He's a good lo- looking guy and good looking guys could get away with doing those types of roles That's but fair. he always picks, he picks good kind of these these roles with substance with with dimensionality we talk about his authenticity kind of in the movie billy boy but in edge of 17 and in everybody wants some special well yeah. you know in those two movies it, he's dude has acted like he's acted his whole life like yeah. i was really struck by him um and to find out he got his role on glee because he won a reality television show called the glee project right is absolutely mind blowing to me. That's a crazy place to start. This yeah. guy could have never, you know, gone into acting or anything like that, and we would have really missed out. So. Absolutely. He's, he's so awesome. Billy Boy, uh, the interview was uh, uh, recorded uh, as we're recording this intro today, Friday, June 15th. As of right now, the movie's come out um, at, in theaters in California and a c- couple places in uh, the Detroit, middle of the country. Chicago, um, New Jersey. But mainly, I think, for most of the United States and the world, uh, going to see it on VOD, iTunes, those kind of online right. pro- platforms. And I'm sure it's going to expand further uh, when they go to home video but if it's not playing near you get it, it on out. vod it's worth looking yeah. up it's worth finding um not the feel-good hit of the summer definitely not but you're definitely gonna have something to think about it's a, it's just a great love authentic love the editing it's such a yeah. stylistic movie yeah. but this the style has substance and right I it's really not like empty that. uh flashy yeah. yeah 
check it out. And if you do, let us know what you think, too. Yep. Enjoy it's definitely our... the kind of movie you want to talk about with someone. Yeah, absolutely. After you listen to this, if you're interested, you seek out the movie, and then you're like, oh, thanks, Andrea Gregg, for giving <laughs> me this gut punch. It's going to keep me up for, for nights. It's hereditary in a way. It's it's like that movie. It's <laughs> not as scary. Not as scary. No, no. Not as scary not, as not hereditary. As scary. Not as scary. But anyway, <laughs> enjoy today's uh, interview and, and seek the movie out. Mike Jenner, Blake Jenner, and Robert... Ulrich. Ulrich. Yep. Yeah, let us know what you think. Great. you guys doing you guys are you're this is an exciting day for you it is it's awesome yeah we're in the home yeah. stretch it's crazy yeah. you had the um official premiere on tuesday right yes uh, yes but now it's officially out today yeah yeah right on congratulations it's pretty exciting thank you guys very much yeah. mike robert thanks for uh making it happen uh with this and putting this together yeah, no, no problem. And sorry for all the back and forth, you know, it's just like, you know, trying to trying to coordinate with so many schedules and just, you know, Blake's had a few movies and, you know, Absolutely. he's obviously the he's obviously the guy that needs to be on here, most importantly. So, Absolutely. you know, we've just been we've just been struggling with schedules and just super, super busy. So thank you guys for being receptive to our you know timeline and, you know, Absolutely. being cool about making it work. Now. Yeah, we know we know how it goes. Um, I, I gotta say, um, I, I think that originally Robert got interested in, in kind of uh, our talk about it because we went to see. Uh, originally, it was called Juvenile when it was at Fantastic Fest, and um, it was one of our favorite viewing experiences. Easily. I think, yeah, a yeah. whole festival. We really enjoyed the movie, and it's um, it is. It's brutal. It is it is definitely yeah. not a movie that you uh, go out of the theater with a big smile on yeah. your face. But um, <laughs> the the craft and the and the filmmaking, I mean, it really stays with you. Um, so, and it's also one that you really want to talk about with someone right away. Yeah, I we think. spent we spent the the rest of that afternoon basically talking about it. It's yeah. a really a uh, really good movie. Um, where where we go, I, I know that there's there's a there's a glee connection here with how. You got involved with it, Robert, and then and, and Blake and and uh, and Bradley, right? Yes. How can uh, you talk a little bit about where that originated? How you guys got to know each other? Well, Blake was my was his first audition in Los Angeles at eighteen for Glee. A year later, he um, uh, booked the Glee Project, which I was a host mentor on, which was a television show, uh, Oxygen and Fox television show, and he won the Glee Project. So that's how I got to know Blake. Um, and then when he started on Glee, Brad Beaker was one of the directors on Glee. And during the course of Glee, when I would watch episodes that I thought were genius, I would always end up 
find out Brad had directed them. So we kind of became <laughs> friends in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when, well, I'll let Blake um, talk about how he always wanted Brad to direct, but that's how the three of us knew each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, uh, when I first started writing the script, I had like a, like nine pages and I was, I was uh, out of the country. And I bounced it off a couple people, but including uh, Robert, he was one of the people I sent it over to. And everyone, you know, told me to keep going with it. And I think it also kind of took them by surprise because right before this, I'd written a comedy. So I was kind of going the exact opposite direction, like with this. But uh, every time, every page I'd, I'd, I'd write, you know, I'd tell Robert or I'd tell you know, anyone who was around me talking to me about it that I wanted Brad to do it. Just took a, took a while to get him confirmed on it, but once he was, I was I was just so so happy, you know, because I, I had so much fun working with him on Glee, and we had such a good working relationship, and you know, ability to collaborate uh, with each other, and you know, I, I just felt comfortable with him. And I felt like he would uh, he would make this uh, something something unique. Blake, where did the the story come from for Billy Boy? Um. Where'd it come from? I, uh, you know, because I, you I seem lo- like such a happy guy. <laughs> <laughs> Where's this bleak story come from? Um, well, I, you know, I grew up, and you know, even even to this day, I've, I always loved movies like uh, Basketball Diaries and This Boy's Life and Goodwill mm-hmm. Hunting and The Old Bad Boys with Sean Penn and and stuff like that. There was just something that I was that I found intriguing about like the discovery and death of a young person's potential and how they try to fight for it, you know? So I, so I wanted to write a story like that from my, from my perspective and like that corner of my heart. And once I started writing, you know, I didn't, I didn't plan it all while, while I was writing it, which is probably why it's so heated and kind of, uh, young and, and impulsive because I kind of just was getting to know these characters as I would, as I would write them myself, mm-hmm. you know? Were you using any particular characters as influence, or people that you actually know in your life, or were you taking it from from characters of movies that uh, were influenced by? Yeah, I was using my brother Michael as inspiration for my people. <laughs> Such a flattering portrayal. I'm just, just kidding. No, I kind of I kind of just took things that I like had felt in my life, and mm-hmm. you know, I'd never jacked a car, or, you know, mugged someone or something, but I just took like you know frustrations as he feels a teenager and kind of just made the worst backdrop ever for the sequence of events and i didn't no, nobody was like a necessary like ne- was necessarily like an inspiration for this i just kind of went with the vibe that i wanted each character to have and just kind of planted that seed and built off of that and right. colored them in as i would keep writing right so you were almost living through the characters it was like method writing almost right yeah it was kind of like stream of consciousness in a way but with dialogue it just feels so authentic to me, like the the emotions of it. You know, a lot, a lot of times, though, that kind of not coming of age, but that sort of, like you said, discovery of potential and the wasting of it, those stories don't always ring so true. But this was just like, the tone of it felt so authentic to me. And I, that's the highest compliment I can think to pay you because it, it really... Um, it doesn't ring false at all for me, basically, is what I'm trying to say. It, um, it's, really, it's really a feat. It's amazing. Thank you so much. I You're agree welcome. with that, and I think that from the minute that I read the script, it was that quality, that rawness, and that mm-hmm. 
uh, authenticity that that was impressive. And throughout the process, it was the goal to make that successful. And right. when, I, when I first saw the movie, the thing I was happiest about was more than anything else was just what you're saying, is that I wanted it to seem real. Right. And I think yeah. that if we succeeded in, at one thing more than anything else, it is that. So I, I appreciate that you recognize Absolutely. it. Absolutely. That does start with Blake's writing. For I was sure. gonna, yeah, it definitely. You know, you can have that really good script, and then you have the director, but the performances as well. Like it seems like everything really came together um, to portray that authenticity. So, yeah. Blake, were you self-taught, or did you like you know save the cat and all that stuff, and you read the books to to be a screenwriter, or did you go to seminars? How did you get into actually writing the script? It's funny you mentioned Save the Cat, because I'd never read that, but Sean Christensen, who directed uh, me at Sydney Hall, he was talking about that book. That's, that's, that's so interesting. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, no, actually, you know, I I never took a writing class or anything. I probably should have, but I just kind of like... Don't write. worry about it right now. Maybe don't... That doesn't need to be a top priority right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, I, I kind of just dive into it and write, but I will say, you know, like growing up, the, the reason why I became interested in performing in the first place, aside from dancing Michael Jackson in front of anybody who <laughs> entertained me with their, you know, with their attention and family parties when I was a kid, I started writing like short stories in fourth grade and reading them out loud. And when, when I started making people laugh, that was kind of the hook for me. And then from there, I... As a teenager, I'd write little scripts or little concepts to, to make terrible YouTube videos with my friends, and they got better as <laughs> they went along, and I started making short films. And mm-hmm. So I guess you could say self-taught, but also like going with, you know, going from being inspired by certain, you know, movies and, and scripts and, and stuff that it's that like kind of can teach me something as I'm absorbing it, and then I'll run with kind of how that made me feel I'll be inspired to start writing something else so I guess just by life experience I guess that was my class and figuring out what I wanted to bring to a script myself right the the thing that I I remember correct me if I'm wrong I remember asking you at that Q&A back in in Fantastic Fest um about how much that kind of uh, disjointed timeline, jumping back and forth, you know, the compressing of time that's like so um, the the overall, you know, uh, point of, of the movie is, is being able to kind of juxtapose um, these characters and scenes. I, I remember you saying that that wasn't necessarily in the script, that that came about through the directing and editing. Is that right? Yeah, no, I think the only flashback that was like in, that was in the original script was... You know, uh, when Billy, you know, remembers his his father at a certain point in the movie. But um, but no, the whole nonlinear scheme of it all, that was something that Brad discovered, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, a little while after kind of piecing this thing together. So I, I'd written the script linearly. And there's some things that aren't there, you know, certain, you know, it all works, you know, for the better, I think. But um, but yeah, he kind of, you know, found this mold you know, down the line, and we all kind of got where he was coming from, you know, because it kind of matched the energy of the script and Billy as a character, because his mind's on hyperdrive the whole time, and why not come into his, you know, follow his memories rather than just a sequence of events. When did you key in on that? Was that in the, you know, once you guys got to post, did you shoot it all linearly, and then you got to post and and decided, hey, we need to kind of like approach this from a different place, or when did when did that happen? When did that change happen? Well, we actually did shoot it 
literally. Um, we shot over, we shot two six-day weeks and then three weekends. Then quite a, quite a bit of time later, after many screenings, we did reshoots and, and <laughs> additional scenes. Then more time went by with many, many, many more screenings and we did second unit and then the movie was done. Uh, Brad always would have little screenings and listen to people and <clears throat> make changes after those screenings. Um, well. and, but then at a certain point, Brad just felt that the movie needed to be more than just um, the coming of age story. It needed to be more about something, more about grief, more about right. more thematic. And that's when he reimagined it with the cut. That wasn't that long ago. This, this, the way the movie is now was in the last year. Well, well, did it further change since festival, or was that pretty much the locked cut that we saw back then? You saw the locked cut. Wow. Because it seemed like it, this is the second time that that I saw it, and I felt like it was. I maybe I was just more on the wavelength because I was more familiar with the project already, and and seeing it that it didn't feel you know as many uh, jump back 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 and forth between scenes. But again, you know that's something that we talked about even back at the festival yeah. was it's it's a movie that I think rewards subsequent uh, viewings because you're seeing kind of you know I. I I, I wanted to say one of the things I love is a, a movie that kind of has that that way of, of revealing things. I was talking to Andrea about uh, Pulp Fiction and the fact that I love you know finding out that you know uh, we see that Vincent dies before that final scene. Sorry, spoilers for a movie from 1994 oh, for our listeners, yeah. but um, that that Pulp Fiction has that that revelation where you're watching this last scene and this character obviously you know they die. And in this movie too, you have just revelations. You have a, a, a scene. Uh, where you find out someone died or you find out that there was some sort someone's of... Someone's fate is a little... Exactly. Yeah. The fate is different. And it kind of informs seeing something later, especially the last, you know, 15, 20 minutes of the movie are just gut punch after gut right, punch. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting you say that because so many people have commented that saw the Fantastic Best Cut and now are seeing it again. And they're saying, this cut seems different. Exactly what you... What it really saying. does. It does. It really does. <laughs> It is, and the only thing is that there was. It, it's interesting that maybe there, there's some new music, and maybe the music had more of an impact. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. Because so, what you're saying is what so many people have said. <clears throat> but I, but every single one of those cuts and edits and jumps was very intricately and specifically thought of by Brad, mm -hmm. right. and and there were many discussions about moving things around. But it was such a puzzle, right? Right. It didn't work. And Blake, I think, explains one of the things you said, and I think we can talk about Josh's death because it's in the trailer, is, is that it, it has more, and he'll explain this much better than me, but, but it has more impact in this cut, you know, where, where you don't get to know him until after. Than Absolutely. It cut and Blake, why is that? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't want to ruin it, but I guess maybe, you know, essentially, you know. We see in the trailer. You see it in the, you, what? <laughs> He's dead. Oh, really? We see the cop in this. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, okay. All right. Well, fuck it. I was talking about. Uh, 
Um, yeah, no, I just think it's interesting the way he set that up because, you know, before obviously you get to know this person in a, in a pretty straightforward and, and linear way and you grew to love him. And I think this way it's kind of, you, you sympathize with him at first, but you don't really know who he is. And I thought it was an amazing thing that Brad did because he, it's testing the audience to, to grow and love someone they've already met just like as a memory, technically like right. as a ghost, right. you know, and I thought that was pretty that was pretty uh, like a unique and, and unconventional way to, to kind of play that character's arc out, which I'm, I'm really proud of Brad for doing, but also I really admire it when I watch it with an audience, because just after them knowing, you know, what his fate is, but still yep. laughing at him and finding him so endearing, I mean, I just right. think that's, mm -hmm. that's such a win for the film alone. And we won't tell any of the other surprises. <laughs> <laughs> I get nothing else out of me. <laughs> I mean, it, that that sort of storytelling, though, and the way that it's edited and the way it's put together, it really does demand more of the audience, which is, you know, that's how a movie should be, I think. Because you, you can't watch it passively. You really have to pay attention. Yeah, you have to be engaged by it. Yeah. And it, it's so great, too, because um, I, one of the things that I, I talk to people about who have seen it, the one of the first things that we talk about is how good the performances are in this Across movie. The, the, the cast yeah. is is fantastic. You just mentioned uh, Josh Nathaniel Stroud, and he is he's so like I, I think I remember talking about it in our original discussion down at the fest mm -hmm. that he is just so gentle and and yeah. an endearing character without knowing much about him mm -hmm. right off the bat, mm -hmm. and. Um, the whole cast is like that, you know, whether they're playing an archetype or something that is a little more um, uh, complex, like Grant Harvey, who's right. insane. You know, mm -hmm. we we met him, too, at the festival, and, and Grant is is just a, a personality in this movie. Right, right. You know? Oh, yeah. But you have this, this great cast that you brought together... Was that um, what was that process like? If you don't mind me asking, what was it, where did that start? Were these people that you knew, or was it uh, auditions? Well, you know, I am a casting director. That's that's what I now I'm a producer, but, <laughs> but also, I'm also a casting director, and that's all I was until that point. Um, wow. So I I uh, I we had because the script was so good and so raw. Every young actor in town wanted to do it. So getting people into audition was was not difficult. It was really easy. And and Blake had enough of a name from Glee that it gave the movie right. you know a certain credibility, considering it was such a small, low budget movie. Mm -hmm. Um I knew Nick Eversman had auditioned him many times. I knew and it's funny, I've gone back and now I know that I'd auditioned Grant many times. <laughs> But when Grant did a pre-read for me that day, I, I didn't think I'd known him until that moment. Mm -hmm. um, um, Josh, I mean, Nate was Blake's friend, so I knew him through Blake. Mm -hmm. um, but th it was it was full-on auditions, you know, and we um, and Brad did those in a in the best manner, the kind of way that you don't get to do. Um, most TV auditions, you know, we took so much time. We would, we had people come back and come back and come back, and then we would have them in different groups and keep them there for eight hours while they were interacting, and we were doing different groups before. And Blake did the scene, the Josh scene, alone with many, many people, and Blake, the son, with the mom, with many people. Um, 
and then Brad did like personality interviews. Yeah. yeah. It was a very and I got my ass. I was gonna say a lot of people who were auditioning for Mikey, you know, I would I would tell them, Hey, don't have any boundaries, go ahead and rough me up and they put me in chokeholds and oh oh, no, there was one time where, where Grant Harvey choked Blake so hard that Blake we have on we have a video. I wish that this DVD had all the stuff we have because there's a million cutscenes. But anyway, he choked him so hard that his face was beat red and Blake was coughing. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. This actor named Chad Addison, who's a wonderful actor who almost got Mikey. I mean Mikey and Grant waited weeks to find out who ultimately got it. He slapped Blake so hard. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, Jesus. And and one of the Franks picked Blake up and carried him around. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. intense. Yeah. It's just oh my like god. this. Jesus. But Blake, this... Blake was open throughout the auditions and the entire movie <laughs> to anything. I mean, you know, he was... You have to be fearless. You have to be, don't you? Fearless and raw and emotionally naked yep. throughout the entire process. I yeah. was going to ask, like, what did... I mean, how much of a toll did this take on you when you were not working? Because some of these scenes are so brutal. They're so... Oh. raw and just open wounds i can't imagine an easy transition it, between you know work and not work yeah you guys no, were filming. It, it played it played some some mind games with me for sure I, I remember the first time that we shot the first day was the scene with uh billy's mom in the kitchen which i'm sure you guys know oh, that scene yeah. it's a, kind of a heavy one mm-hmm. and uh we just shot that like all day we were, we were you know shooting for sunlight we were just drilling it the whole time and uh i left um i left there and i went home and i'm not afraid to admit this i went home and i started crying like i there was just a lot to absolutely to build, you know build up to and then leave and expect it to just kind of disintegrate from your mind and your heart like it's it's insane to me to that you deal with it too because like you know, coming from this this idea of of the brutality begets brutality. You know, the the kind of through lines of what's happening in a lot of these scenes. I got. I mean, I pay you this compliment. The role is is so affected, and there's so much emotion brimming below the surface in your mm-hmm. face. You know, it, it's almost like if you let that one tear loose. It's just going to be a flood. And I'm talking about, like, the poetry in the bar scene and Mikey's story about his father. Just, you know, the scene where you guys are holding guns on each other. It's like every single scene that is, is like you said, you know, kind of brutal and, 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 and pushing you to the limit. To that breaking point. Yeah. I can't imagine that you were able to take that home without crying. So, I, you know, yeah. it's amazing. <laughs> well, thanks, man. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, it meant a lot to me, too, uh make this whole thing, this whole experience as authentic as possible. So it means a lot. It means a lot that the whole resonated with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Mike, I don't want to leave you out. I am so sorry (laughs) that we haven't (laughs) talked to you, man. No, it's okay. It, it seems to happen a lot. Nobody really wants to ask the uh, the guy who does the financing and the accounting and the legal and all that. <laughs> all stuff. the it's just, stuff. It's just it's just not interesting. All just the, the guy that got stuff. the movie made, like no big deal, you know. <laughs> How much? Uh, so so, where did it start with you, Mike? Did he come to you with the script, and it was it was the idea that you were going to really help get this on its legs? Was yeah. So. So when Blake moved out, I'm 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 six years older than Blake, um, and when he moved out to L.A., you know, I not only did I help move him out there, but 
I told him, I was like, listen, man, you know, if there's anything I can do to really help facilitate anything you got going on, um, you know, let me, you know, let me have a shot. And uh, I didn't even know what that really meant at the time. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, like three, three and a half years later, he comes back to me with the script and, you know, he's like, hey, you know, I want to get this made. I've been getting some good feedback for, on it. So, uh, you know, I'm and I'm coming from the business world. Um, you know, some of my uh, employers at the time were pretty wealthy guys. And wow. at the same time, he had introduced me to Robert. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, me and Robert, you know, hit it off from the beginning. And uh, me and him kind of tackled the financing. He had a few contacts that, you know, committed funds. And then, you know, I had some contacts that committed funds. And, you know, we agreed, uh, you know, to kind of launch that Kickstarter mm-hmm. uh, to really get things going. And then, um, you know, it was kind of like a contingency funding deal to where, you know, if the Kickstarter was successful, that the rest of the money would come in from right. the private uh, financing. It's like so the new world kinda, of indie filmmaking. That's what we're doing nowadays. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, 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 you know, it gives an investor a sense of, of comfort because it gives them a good idea of like a pre-sales, kind of like a pre-sales perspective. It's right. like, right. you know, bringing all this money in, it, like, it'll give you a good idea of how it may perform because, you know, you're bringing in money and you don't even have a product yet. Right. So, uh, you know, it gives you a, a good idea of the support that you'll be getting going into it. And it also so, yeah, gives people how- a sense of ownership in the film, you know, fans of Blake's from whatever, or people who read the description and are really intrigued by it. It gives people a sense mm-hmm. of ownership in this film and, and feeling like they have a part in something. Yeah. And to see yeah. the final product is really um, satisfying for people who are maybe just kicking in a few bucks from their paycheck, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. yeah. And they should, and they should, and they rightfully should feel a sense of ownership in this film because truthfully, if it wasn't for the, you know, people back in the project at the time we launched the Kickstarter, mm-hmm. we wouldn't be on the phone right now having this conversation, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, you know, getting this project done is really a testament to them because uh, that's where it started. You know, it started up front with that, with launching that campaign. Absolutely. I'm so happy that uh, you guys were able to uh, get this together. Like I said, it was one of our highlights from the festival last year. And to finally see that it's it's coming out, you know, it, 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 the highlights of it being, you know, um, uh, that cast and those performances, that wonderful direction, that wonderful editing, it really sticks with you. Um, and uh, I wish you the best of luck with it. Do you guys want to, um, now that it's out today, as of this recording, you want to do some plugs? Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do. Uh, yes, it's out uh, <laughs> It's, I mean, like VOD and iTunes and stuff like that, right? Yeah, you can find the uh, the locations and theaters nationwide that it's in. It's, we're in ten locations nationwide, theater wise, including then, my hometown, Modesto. Yeah, and we'll definitely link that in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, we're on if, if you want, if if you want, I'll run down the theaters real quick. I actually have them in front of me. Sure. That'd be great. It's uh, in Beverly Hills. It's going to be at the Lemel Music Hall, or the Lemley Music Hall. Uh, New Jersey, it's at Center Cinema's Williams Center. Chicago, it's the Cinema's Entertainment 10. Modesto, it's going to be at the State Theater in Modesto. <laughs> Dallas, <laughs> Dallas, it's going to be the AMC Irving 10. Uh, Minneapolis is the Imagine Lakeville uh, Theater. Uh, Houston, it'll be in the Wind Chimes Cinema 8. Uh, Cleveland, AMC Classic Salon 16. Phoenix, it'll be at Silver Cinemas. And in Detroit, it'll be at the Imagine Rochester Hills Theater. Awesome. And it's also available video on demand on iTunes 
And uh, as Robert mentioned, there's gonna, it's going to be on a few other platforms. We just wait for that to come in. Quite a few other platforms. Blake, are you going to be doing any sort of commentary on this movie? Um, I don't know. We haven't really discussed that too much, but I think as we get closer to locking like a format for the DVD, I'm going to talk to Brad about that because that'd be really fun. I would love it. Yeah, I would love to hear you guys talk about the, about the movie and you know, scene by scene. I would love to hear. Well, guys, thank you so much. I really appreciate your thank time. Thank you so much, really. Thank you, thank you so much for believing in it. It's been awesome. Absolutely. And good luck yeah, thank tonight. Thank you, guys. Absolutely, guys. Thank you so much.